welcome to the Flying Solo Podcast, a show for those going it alone in business. If you're working solo or have dreams of starting up, you'll find support, inspiration and advice at Australia's largest and liveliest small business community. Find us at flyingsolo.com.au or join us on Facebook. Here's your host, Robert Gerrish. Hello and welcome indeed to another Flying Solo podcast. Today we're exploring how to boost your energy and maximize focus and concentration. Topics that we know are right up there in the top challenges facing the soloist life. A reminder that if you're listening via iTunes, please consider posting a brief review of the show as it really helps us. And of course, we welcome comments and discussion on Facebook or via the page that this show has on flyingsolo.com.au. Now, my guest today is sports dietitian Julie Meek. With over 15 years' experience in public sports and corporate nutrition, she's helped thousands of people achieve personal success through eating well. For five years, she was dietitian to the Fremantle Dockers AFL Club and the Perth Wildcats, that's National Basketball League, and was awarded the official title of Sports Dietitian for the Western Australian Institute of Sport. She's also an author and professional speaker and juggles all this alongside her young family and a little side project, which is the renovation of an 800-year-old apartment in Italy. Phew, Julie, I'm guessing that uh, energy is something that you need a great deal of. So what's the secret? I think there are a number of secrets, actually. Yes, we all need a lot of energy and it's something that we're not necessarily very good at monitoring. So Hmm. the secret is to actually have a plan. And the way I like to look at a day is I've actually got a game to play. Oh, So, yeah. So if you've got a game to play, then you need to do what athletes do. And that is to do the pregame routine and work out where your quarters are in the day and manage your energy in that way. How fantastic. So you, you were going to share your game with us, I hope. I am. Absolutely. Okay. Hit me. Let's go. Okay, so when you get up in the morning, and I I often use this analogy with athletes because people can actually picture them getting up in the morning, any of us, as soon as your feet hit the floor, you are expected to perform from that moment. So regardless of how long your day is, you have to maintain your energy throughout that time period. So if you have a prepared very well at the beginning of the game and your pre-game routine, it means that you're your last quarter, even your last half, could actually be really, really bad. Great point. And I guess bearing in mind that a number of, of our community are people that are getting up and they're in their home and their office is in their home and, you know, little people are in their home often as well. So do you mm. consider in that basis that our game is kind of the minute we we hit the floor and get moving or is there a distinction between when we've kind of shuffled the family off or shuffled ourselves away from them where's the where's the start of the game so for example when I as soon as I get up and my eyes open I get up very early and I go running or I go to the gym because that's actually my pre-game routine okay and so that sets me up for the day if I don't get to exercise nobody likes me it's not a pleasant place (laughs) people to be around and so that's my pre-game routine and then I essentially as soon as everyone else in my household is up and we need to go through the routine of getting ready for me that's when the first quarter starts yeah okay got you all right fine and I could imagine that um for others they might follow that same procedure or may well just kind of get through the um family out the door scenario and then start their own game but i I guess either way is fine not not knowing exactly where you're going next but no that 
that is totally fine because mm. you can decide where your your pre-game planning is yep. and where that actually ends and where the first quarter starts. It actually doesn't matter as long as you can say, okay, I know exactly where those markers are. Yeah, okay, perfect. All right, so for you, it's very much going for a run, going to the gym. Clearly, that won't necessarily suit everyone. So no. what, where, what's kind of where to next what, what, and what might suit those other people? So, you know, some people might actually get up and have a cup of tea or, or a coffee or they might go and do yoga or they might just sit and reflect for five or ten minutes. Everyone generally has some sort of routine that they go through when they get up in the morning. Yep, sure. And so whatever that is, that is absolutely fine. But if you don't have a, a forward plan of how that's actually going to look for the rest of the day, then we work in a way that's actually not sustainable. Yeah, okay, got you. And that brings us back to that point you mentioned at the beginning that we get to the kind of third or fourth quarter and energy's all gone. Gone. Yeah, okay. All right, so we've, we've, got, we've got into our, our pre-planning and then we're moving into our first quarter. Um, and again, what sort of little sort of tricks or tips do you, do you suggest there? So this, this particular point is, I think, really crucial and this is something that I have not been very good at and I've had to practice a lot and that is to set the time boundaries around how long you're going to work for because as we all know working from a, a home environment you know perhaps by yourself that you're you can get carried away with what you're doing and what you're working on and hours can actually pass with you sitting in exactly the same spot yep. so what happens then of course is your oxygen levels to your brain get a lot less and you get very slumped and your productivity and how you're actually working is is really compromised so mm. the best time like time block it'll be different for everybody but somewhere between 60 to 90 minutes okay so 60 to 90 minutes where you say okay focus on work do what needs to be done do your top priorities for 60 to 90 minutes and then we're going to do something else again then what you do is actually set the timer again for a five minute renewal block right. and so you have to set the timer otherwise that blows out and we know how important our time is during a day so that five minute break might be as simple as going to the bathroom or getting a water or a tea or a coffee or actually doing whatever it is another chore that might not be work related in that five minutes which actually is a pattern interrupt and just slices that up so that you've then got a new session to work on Okay, great. And tell me, is this is 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 this how you advise people to uh, kind of behave or to work? Sports people as well. I mean, is it is it the same for them? Is it a similar thing? A block of activity followed by a uh, this this kind of uh, renewal block? Absolutely, because okay. often with athletes, their days are broken down. Well, in a similar fashion, actually. But when you look at their their training schedules, they're usually in blocks of time, right. and they're usually sixty to ninety minutes worth. And so that's when you know all the research says that we are we can be really focused and really concentrate for that amount of time and right. do. It. Okay, got you. Perfect. All right. So we've had our um, we've had our sort of five minutes of of renewal and it's then straight back into the next kind of block of work? It is, but I think before you actually do these blocks, you need to decide what it is that you're going to work on. Okay. Because you know how you can get very carried away with being distracted. Mm. Those very um, detailed or very small amounts of time, Get know the jobs that you're going to do, but also okay. make sure that in your five-minute breaks you've actually hydrated and you've maybe had a snack break as well. You might not eat something every time, but just so that your brain and your body is actually being fueled while you're actually playing that game. 
Got you. Okay. And again, in that in that um, five minute break, should uh, if we're if it's somebody who is kind of working from a home office and is possibly sitting down at a desk, should we be walking around for those five minutes? Should we absolutely be out of our office, even if it's kind of outside hanging up the washing or sweeping the front garden or walking around the block? Absolutely. Okay. Because cause moving get, does get your blood flowing and your oxygen flowing. And quite often that's exactly what we need to happen because we just get plonked in the one spot and... It's much easier to come back refreshed, but it is really important that you do, you're quite strict with those breaks because they can actually get carried away, of course, mm. and then you're actually becoming less productive. Yeah, okay. And you mentioned there about hydrating, so drinking some liquid, drinking some water, and perhaps having some sort of, what, what might be a good little kind of, you know, I'm thinking of it literally going through the day, so I'm now at, you know, whatever time, 9.30, 10 o'clock or something, what, would, what might be an ideal little snack to have that's going to really kind of support our energy? So that, for most of us, is the end of the first quarter. Right. So when you think about mid-morning, you've reached the end of the first quarter of your game, and that would be, it's okay to have tea and coffee. Right. And quite often we do look forward to having one of those. Mm. So that's fine. If you're not a tea and coffee drinker, you might have something like, I mean, I like to have lemon in water. It's about getting that volume. So probably about 250 to 300 mils of, of liquid. Right. And then in terms of a snack, I would often have a piece of fruit or a little tub of yogurt because okay. it's it's important to get a mixture of protein and carbohydrate. You don't want your blood sugar levels to be spiking all day, which is very drawing on your energy. Yeah, gotcha. Okay. So you mentioned at the beginning here that you sort of dobbed yourself in that time boundaries wasn't necessarily your specialist subject. So mm-hmm. you're, you're constantly, by the sound of it, having to, having to what? Just kind of review or remind yourself or have you developed little tricks to keep yourself in check? I have. I actually need to set a timer. Okay. And I know that I have to do that for that to happen. I just, time just goes past and so that timer goes off and I have to be quite strict about that. Hmm. And it also forces me to get up and move because otherwise I would sit here for hours. Yeah, okay. I must say, I, I personally, I use the, the timer option as well. Not all the time, but when I know I really need to focus, a timer is true. Do you literally use a little old-fashioned sort of kitchen timer or an app on your phone? Or I use an app on my phone. Yeah, okay, good. All right, so we've we've done our sort of first block. We've we've had our energy. We're now at the end of our kind of first quarter. We've maybe had a, had a bit of a snack. Can I just ask you there before we kind of go on to the next thing? What's your thought of, uh, and I, I'm sure it happens in sport, but I, I know it certainly happens in work, that um, there are some times of the day I know when I'm better at doing other things, I mean, doing some things than, than mm-hmm. others, you know? If, if it's a sort of, confronting barrage of emails I'm best to kind of knock that over early and get it out of my head I mean do you have any thoughts or comments on sort of what we should do when in in terms of certain times of the day I think you've really hit a good point there Robert because there are times in the day when our energy levels are different and so therefore you're suited to doing different things for me uh, getting the whatever the first job is of the day has to be the eat that frog Job. Yes, okay, yeah. So whatever I really, like, you know, the things that you actually really need to do, that's the thing that I do first because I'm freshest. Yeah. And then if I need to read something or spend a bit of time reflecting on something, I will do it after I've done that first or second block of that intensive work. Okay, as, as a, almost as a kind of reward or just a kind of backing off a little bit? Yeah, a bit of both actually. Yeah, okay. 
Um, I find for me that after lunch is not a good time to read. That's probably my lowest energy levels. And so I'll try and do something that requires me to actually do rather than sit. Yeah, okay. All right. So look, I'm loving the, the sort of the disciplined um, way that you're suggesting we work. And I, and I know it's, I know it's how some of our, our people do work. And it's and we certainly something we we talk about. So now we're, we're, we're what we're kind of coming out to half time, aren't we? Would that be right? What, yeah. what, how do we handle ourselves there? Well, this is really crucial because research shows that we are most productive in the first two quarters, so up to half time of our game. And if we haven't really taken care of that first half, the last half will be fairly tragic. Mm. And so half time is important. You know, are you actually having a break for lunch? So now you wouldn't have five minutes. So when we talked before about having the five minute windows, I think you need to take a bit longer. So I think, you know, 20 to 30 minutes is, is good. And actually that's when I might read. But if I need to read something, I'll do that while I'm eating lunch because I feel as though, you know, I'm maximising my time. Okay. But it is important to leave where you are sitting. So if you're sitting at the computer working, then move away from there and go and have lunch outside or somewhere else, yep. wherever you are. Okay. So even if it's just in a different room of the house, just move away from your desk. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. And then, of course, what you, you know, you need to think carefully about what you're going to have because many people just don't take the time to have lunch at all. Well, again, we know that's the case. So, what what would what would be some suggestions to you as as sort of easy, simple, straightforward, but energy enhancing things to be to be eating for those people that are working at home? I'm not expecting you to go through a whole recipe book. No, sure. Um, well, I'm really boring, and I'm I'm okay with being boring because I have you know one of three things every single day. So I'd either have baked beans on toast. I would make a really big salad and stick some eggs or a little tin of tuna on there. Mm-hmm. Or I would have a, a some bread and some soup that I've made. So that's all I do for lunch pretty much all the time. But they're easy and that's the big thing. You need something that you can whip together in five seconds flat. Yeah. And maybe even, you know, if I'm actually making lunches in the morning for other people in my house, then I'll make mine then as well. Just as if I were going to work. You know, it, just because you're actually working at home, it doesn't mean that you won't skip it. No, so. absolutely right. And, and to, you know, we often hear of people sort of eating al desco, which is, yes. can't be a good thing, can it? I mean, that's, that's, no. not, that's not ideal, is it? No, because you're carrying over what you've been doing just before lunch, through mm. lunch, and then probably into whatever task you're doing after lunch. Yeah, okay. So basically, keep it simple. Maybe get two or three or four um, kind of staple lunches that you like and that you can prepare easily where you can as you say maybe prepare them at the beginning of the day but basically kind of keep it simple what, I, what I'm not hearing you saying you're doing is is going out and you know just woofing anything down that's in the fridge you're planning it it's part of the game I guess isn't it you've got to have it planned well, you do. I mean, there's no way that um, athletes half-time in their game would think, oh, what am I going to eat now? Hmm, I have no clue. You know, like yeah. that's all planned out. And I think that if you don't plan that when you're working solo, here is the trap that you fall into, which is opening the pantry, opening the fridge and mm. thinking, okay, whatever jumps out at me, I'm going to eat. Yes, which is very rarely the right thing, is it? Correct. Yeah. Now, just going back on one other point you mentioned there, that you said that it's been sort of proven and you know it's certainly talked about that the first half of the day is is often your most productive part of the day and Mm -hmm. you said uh, what's the effect that if you haven't got it right there you've you know if if you haven't done it by then it's you've kind of stuffed it but 
what happens when if if we get to that sort of half time and we we really don't feel very brilliant about what we've done in the morning how can we kind of turn it around a bit and and rescue the afternoon are there any kind of tricks for doing that it's i'm i'm like imagining i've got off the pitch at half time mm-hmm. and the coach has come up to me and said look you're playing like an absolute idiot you uh-huh. know what's what's that person going to say to me or what are you going to say to us that we can where we can rescue it so we don't just go blur that's the whole day wrecked then I think that's a great question because if I were your coach and you just come off and I was giving you an absolute, you know, bad time, I'd be saying, Robert, the thing is that three-quarter time, any great coach would tell you this, three-quarter time is the grand final quarter. So if you can turn this game around and you can make your third quarter way better than what you've done for the first half, you'll actually finish the the last quarter and you could possibly win the grand final. Hmm. So... That would actually be, okay, it's half time. Let's see what I can do for lunch. Let's choose a good lunch. Let's get some hydration on the go and maybe even just doing a short five to ten minute walk around the block to clear my brain and my mind will actually get me back on track for that last half of my game. Okay, perfect. So don't wallow in this in this kind of position of of failure and and ruin. It's 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 the other way. We've got to say, right, okay, that was then. This is now. We're going to go out and win the grand final. Exactly, and that is really possible to do. That you can make a much better last half than the first half very quickly. Okay. Now you know you you do a fair bit of public speaking, and it's it's kind of known that um, any speaker that gets the uh, the the slot immediately after lunch is the uh, the graveyard <laughs> the graveyard shift. So yes. um, any any other little tips you've got for kind of rejuvenating that hard time? So you've had your lunch, you're sort of dragging your heels back into your office. Any other little things we can do to pep ourselves up a bit just to get started? I mean, coffee presumably has a role, can have a role. Mm, it does. I often, I mean, I, I love coffee. I have a particular amount of the day that I try not to go past, but after lunch, that's when I have a coffee. Yep. I know for me that's one of my, you know, it's not a low time, but I, when I have slightly less energy and having a coffee then rather than waiting till mid-afternoon actually really assists me. Hmm. Until then, and then I'm revved up by the time it comes around to three o'clock, and I'm good to go for the last quarter. So coffee is one. Yeah, um, it might be tea for others, but they're t- they're two things that I would actually use, and really making sure that you're uh, you you've had something good for lunch, and maybe you've got something set up for your afternoon tea at the end of three quarter because you don't want to go and get lollies and chocolate. Right. Damn. Okay. Um, I know this is this is taking it away from um, from the role of a dietitian, but does music play a role? Do you know, or do you feel in in helping us to sort of accelerate and rev up a bit? Do you, any other external things that um, you've come across or that you use yourself in terms of supplements or additional things? No, I'm thinking of music particularly. I'm, I mean, I I find sometimes that if if oh. if this you know the, the kind of second half. If I need to to wind myself up a bit, um, coffee and music together um, can often do it, as well as a, as as you suggested, a walk around the block. You know, number. Of, I just wonder if there's any other things that you've come across that can that works for you, or that you've seen other people using. Well, it's funny because I often do play while while I'm working. I do play very loud music, hmm. and I don't do that in the morning, but I quite often do that in the afternoon. So. It, do, it does certainly rev you up and it gets you into a different frame of mind. Now, sometimes I can do, if I'm not really having to, um, you know, do figures or something like that, that's yeah. no problem at all. But I think 
yeah, music is definitely something that helps a lot of people. It just revs you up. Yeah, as long as you turn it off for your before your three kids get home from school, I'm guessing. Oh, no, they quite enjoy that. Not. I quite enjoy that. <laughs> All right, I'm not going to ask you what music you listen to. I'm going to, I wouldn't do that. Okay, <laughs> so we're we're into we're moving in, into like this this break now between the last two quarters. So what happens there? So we've done. I, I guess so. We're doing another kind of ideally sixty to ninety minute slot after lunch. We are, but something can happen mid-afternoon which can really derail a lot of people and that is around 2 30 or 3 o'clock your brain might start sending you a message that says go and get some sugar now or people will be hurt mm. and you know when I ask people that question a lot of them will say yes I actually experience that really frequently yep. now that could be from what they've done earlier in the day but it could just be that maybe lunch wasn't the best choice and their blood sugars have naturally really hit a low around that time and so the issue with going to get lollies and chocolate, whilst, you know, I think that you should really enjoy what you eat and there's a place for them, but if you go and grab, say, five lollies and you get a rise in your blood sugar, you feel absolutely fantastic for five or ten minutes. Mm. Very shortly after that, it crashes and then you feel really bad and then you have to go and eat more lollies. And so it's not uncommon for people to grab a couple of handful of lollies in the afternoon and every time you grab five lollies, you've had a slice of bread. Wow. Okay. And when you start putting those things together, you very quickly realise that if you were eating bread, it would add up to quite a large amount and you wouldn't eat that amount, whereas we eat lollies very easily and very quickly. Mm. So what are we going to do instead of lollies then? So here is the crucial moment where you need to make sure that you've got a mixture of some protein and some carbohydrate. Oh, okay. And I'm, so I'm, for I example, must tell you, I'm very worried now because I do often have a little treat in the middle of the afternoon and I fear, it, I fear you're about to to kill it but I want to know what, what I'm going to have instead. Well treats are important but um, what we're looking for is something like a, a handful of nuts and a piece of fruit or a tub of yogurt and a piece of fruit, a little tin of tuna, a little tin of baked beans. They, they're basically foods with a bit of guts to them yeah, okay. and not just plain carbohydrate which won't give you enough long-lasting energy to finish the game. Okay and is this a good time for a banana? Great time for a banana. <laughs> fantastic good i just wanted to ask that because i love bananas okay so nuts and fruit try and stay away from lollies five lollies is equal to a piece to a slice of bread mm. that's that's scary okay it's, that's good and again are we we're taking a short break between these these sort of afternoon blocks absolutely yeah you've got to do that consistently throughout the day okay and this is something that a very clever man by the name of Tony Schwartz talks a lot about and he runs the Energy Project and has done a lot of research in recovery and renewal. And so this is, you know, it's not just hearsay, it's actually solid research about how we need to, you know, work intensely and then recover. Yeah. Okay, brilliant. So we're into that. We're into our into well, maybe our last quarter. But I've got I've invented another quarter that I'll talk to you about in a minute. <laughs> but so we're we're into our last one, and there we're just. Do we start to kind of do we start to really visualise the finish line? Do we any anything there to get us pull us through that last one? We're all feeling a bit tired. Tricks or tips? Yeah. Well, this is really important. The finish line because. This is kind of an aside but very tied into the game plan is that unfortunately we try and structure our days as a marathon, not a sprint. Mm. And so we don't have those time blocks. And if you don't do that, you can't ever see the finish line. So if you do a series of sprints, the 60 to 90 minutes throughout the whole day, you finish the series of sprints. 
So when you get to the end of the third quarter, you can in fact see where you're going to finish and you can very easily say, these are the things that I have actually achieved today. They're visible to me. And, you know, you need to do your best in terms of energy to get to the end of the fourth quarter so that you can enjoy your time after you've actually worked. Yeah, okay. And you mentioned a point there which is interesting. Is You're, you're almost suggesting that you kind of um, consciously review what you've achieved during the day. I mean, you were talking about it more in sports terms, but I mean, that's a pretty good discipline anyway, isn't it? Just towards the end of the day, just to look back, okay, this is what I've done and presumably set yourself up for the next day or am I, am I ruining your closing comments? No, you are completely on track. Okay. Well done. Because if, we don't, if you don't review what you've done and you're not, therefore it makes it difficult to plan for the next day, but it also gives you that sense that you have actually performed and you have achieved something in particular because we don't want to get to the end of the day and think, what have I actually done? Yes. I've been very busy, but I'm not sure what I've done. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And it's so easy these days, isn't it, to be very busy, mm-hmm. but, um, but not either not acknowledge what we have done or indeed sometimes just keep ourselves busy and not really do very much at all. So there's a, a, a by the sounds of it then, a, a, a definite sort of conscious step at the end of the day is saying, okay, this is what I've done, and then presumably setting up the pitch and cleaning your boots metaphorically for the, the next day. Absolutely. That is the perfect analogy. Okay. Now, one the, the piece I just wanted, my fifth quarter that I've invented, is increasingly um, <laughs> I just come across, um, and again, it's probably largely to do with you know 24-7 connectivity and all of that sort of stuff, is so often I speak to people that finish their day, go and have dinner with their family, their kids, whatever they do, and then, lo and behold, they're back at their desk again for this mm-hmm. new kind of extra stint that mm. can go into the night. Now, it's it's hard to avoid this. I mean, personally, I'm, I pretty well manage to avoid it, but occasionally my computer winks at me from the other room and I just kind of have a little look. Um, how do, any, any thoughts around, I mean, is that what you observe as well? Clearly, this is probably where the, the sports people don't have quite the same issue, but are you being you yourself being kind of pulled into your work after hours and how do you gear up for that well it's interesting because that's that's like having extra time isn't it in oh, a game I guess it is yes it's exactly the same and mm. you know quite often even athletes don't necessarily prepare for that they prepare for a certain length of time and then it's like oh well you can see this happen in lots of games when you know it's a it's a draw and they have to go on further and one team loses because they just don't have the energy to keep going mm. And I think we need to ask ourselves, do we actually need to work in that extra time or is it, has it become a habit that we're actually getting to? And I did that for many years, yeah. absolutely. And I, I don't like to do that because it's really detrimental to your, to your well-being, to your energy levels, but also detrimental to your family and to your partner because it means that you're busy and your attention is elsewhere. Yeah, of course. And again, I guess that in the uh, the sports analogy, the coach would be sidling up to you at your hotel room saying, listen, mate, you know, get some sleep. Stop messing about downstairs with all the other lads at the bar and go and get some rest. Exactly. And, and you're, you're, not, you're not actually not preparing for tomorrow's game. Hmm. Okay. Very good. So look, I, I think that's, uh, that gives us a, a nice, well, a good clear picture of, of how we ought to be working. And um, there are, and I, I do observe increasingly in sort of discussions in our forums and so on, people that are 
definitely taking it much more seriously, I think, and realizing how they need to work. And when you come across someone who's really doing it right, you know, they really stand out and they're, they are always kind of shouting about it, which is terrific because it helps other people, I think. Mm. Um, I also imagine that the whole role of accountability can have a very important part to play in here as well. You know, when you said at the beginning that um, even yourself, occasionally the whole time you have issues around time boundaries, which is very, very common, particularly with people working by themselves. But um, aligning with someone else and someone else maybe to kind of keep you in check and maybe give you a call at lunchtime or pop round if it's a neighbour, these can be very good things as well, I'm assuming. They can. I have uh, three other friends and colleagues who we actually keep each other accountable doing exactly that. So it might not be on a daily basis, but we're in contact very regularly. And it's just we we have let each other know what our targets and our goals and what we're actually aiming for are so that we all know and then we can call each other on it. And that has actually been extremely useful. Yeah, look, and it's something that I know we've, we've, uh, in fact, the wonderful Kelly Exeter has been planning, running something like this with our Facebook group um, and we have a section within the forums that, uh, it's kind of what I'll do today and people pledge what they're going to do and we, we try and keep them in check. So very valuable. Well, look, Julie, it's been terrific talking with you about these. What, what I'd like to do, what I do at this sort of point in a, in a podcast is invite a guest to choose a question between 1 and 20. Unfortunately, you don't know what the questions are, but I do. <laughs> so I've got a list of 20 questions here. You pick any number between 1 and 20 and I'm just going to throw that question at you. Ooh, okay, let's go for number 14. Very good. Okay, well, this is a great one for you. Where and when do you have your best ideas? I have my best ideas when I'm out running. Is that right? Okay, yes. perfect. The cold air in my lungs at 5.30 in the morning and the strangest things come to me when I'm running and I chat through them with my running buddies and before you know it, I've got an idea. Brilliant. And do you remember it when you get back? I have to write it down straight away. Otherwise, no, it'll just disappear. So do you stop in the middle of the run and then you have to catch people up? Uh, no, I, I say to them, uh, okay, so here's the idea. We've brainstormed it. Can you please hold on to that until we actually get back again? Oh, you delegate. Perfect. Yes, I delegate even while we're running. And then as soon as I get back home, I'll write that down. Brilliant. You're a running delegator. That's most impressive. It's, <laughs> that's great. It's interesting because that's a question or a similar one that I've asked at a number of, sort of small business um, meetings and groups. And no one has ever said that they get their best idea when they're standing in front of their monitor. Isn't that funny? Isn't that funny? Isn't that funny? Not really. Now, where, should, where can we go to find out more about you? I think the place to head to is juliemeek.com. Dot au. Dot au. Okay, so yes. M-E-E-K, juliemeek.com.au. We can find your wonderful book there, the title of which is... Ready, set, go, and truth, lies, and chocolate. Ready, set, goes. Ready, set, go, and truth, lies, and chocolate. That's fantastic, Julie. And uh, I hope you'll be heading over to um, look after your eight hundred year old apartment pretty soon, will you? So do I. That is the absolute plan. Good. Okay. All right. Well, look, Julie. Thanks so much for spending your time with the Flying Solo community, and uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks, Robert. Pleasure. Thank you. And that's where we'll leave this show from Flying Solo and your host Robert Gerrish. We'd love to receive feedback, even a brief review for those listening via iTunes. If you're planning to start a business or rejuvenate the one you're in, check out our bestseller, Flying Solo, How to Go It Alone in Business. It includes everything we know about working on your own. And of course, we invite you to dive into the resources and supportive community at flyingsolo.com.au. 